Hey everyone, Editor Andrew here. Hope everyone's staying safe. Um, just wanted to say a couple of things here before the episode starts. Uh, so we are trying to figure out exactly how to record episodes remotely. We're not professionals by any stretch. Um, if you've listened to us before, I'm sure you know that. Um, so we are experimenting on what works best to record. Um, the program we were trying to use for this episode glitched during the recording and we didn't realize it. So you'll notice that the sound gets, we get off from each other as, as time goes on and there are some cutoffs um, of some of our voices. Um, we thought it was a really fun episode with some interesting discussion, so we didn't want to just trash it, um, but we're sorry about that. Uh, as I said, we're experimenting with different ways to record that are best for us. Uh, and so we'll keep improving. Thank you for your patience. A couple other quick announcements. First one is, I know I say this in the episode later, but if you want to leave us a voice message, you can go to anchor.fm slash and you're watching. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash A-N-D-Y-O-U-R-E-W-A-T-C-H-I-N-G and click the little plus button that says message or I'll leave a link in the description as well. We would love to know what you think about the movie that we're watching on any of our episodes, or what you think about the podcast in general, um, and we might feature in a future episode. Um, we're really excited to hear from you and interact with you and, you know, just share the joys of these decoms with you. Um, and then finally, because we're having more time to record episodes, at least for the time being, we're going to start putting out episodes every other week instead of every month. So every other Friday, we'll be releasing a new episode. Um, that's it for now. Again, hope everyone is staying safe and healthy in this time, um, and hope you enjoy this episode. And I never had a problem. I'm Danielle, and my first job was a cashier at Club Banana. And I'm Andrew, and my favorite food is the Naco. And, and you're, you're watching. anybody else join us in the podcast either. yeah oh my god true. yeah to make it sure is so nice it's so wonderful to be visiting you in this void today um thanks for opening up your void to me um yeah my name is danielle i am a lover of pineapples and kitty cats and i also am a big fan of kim possible which is why i am here today indeed <gasps> Is Kim Possible also on the show? Andrew, you didn't tell me. Well, we couldn't get Kim Possible. We did get Junior, Junior, Junior. <laughs> or no, wait, that's not his name. Oh, no. You, oh, you were so close. You were oh, so no. close. But you were. Sen is it Senor, Senior, Junior? Yeah, Senor, Senior, Junior. Man. Mm. Junior, Junior, Junior was close. Yeah. He's, senior, Senior, Junior is probably like in today's world is like an Instagram 
influencer. Oh, for sure. That's true. <laughs> I do have one more question. Sure. Danielle, though, and it is, are you single and ready to make What a great question, Amanda. I am not. I am actually, um, I am. <laughs> yes, tread carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I am married to Andrew, which is, which is how I know him and this void. <laughs> <laughs> the only way that you know me. It's not how you know me, though. That's, we have we have our own we do we do lives. and i treasure it and value it deeply it's very good very good yeah so yes they uh, um, listeners may have noticed that they're hearing extra voices they also might notice that our voices sound different because Whoa! we are recording remotely we're all in separate places um <gasps> even though danielle and i are in the same apartment we are in different rooms um, remote. remote and obviously Amanda you are in a different uh, building a different house altogether yeah a different uh, timeline and universe oh actually. my god yes. Promoting oh, from- this void really brings all kinds together yeah it's true it's very true yeah so as Danielle had uh, had mentioned this week's movie is um it, it's called Kim Possible. So and we're going to dive into the world of animation and world saving crime fighting uh, Mexican food oh. lovers. Mm. So all of these adjectives describe pumped. me. So um, can I just say something really quick before we get started? Is that I <laughs> I love uh, the Kim Possible series and the, this movie. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember the exact year, but I think it was when I was either in fifth or sixth grade when it came out. And I will add, like, mm. like the way some kids feel about anime today, like, that's how I felt about Kim Possible. Like, I was so into it, you guys. Like, to a, to a maybe too extreme level. I had a Kim Possible outfit that I wore to school sometimes. It, this, is, this is true. Wow. And, um... Yeah, when this movie came out, at the emotional climax of the movie, I actually cried real tears. So wow. I just need I just need to get that out there going in. I just need to get that off my chest. Yeah. You know? So, all right. Thanks wow. for listening to that caveat. No, that's great. Well, I mean, it's not a caveat because my first question actually was going to be, what's your background and association with yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so sorry. Serious. I thought you were going to, like, jump right into... I don't know a game or something. Ooh, someone. Yeah, no games come. Games are coming very soon. Um, yeah. So we we've got your background with the show and the movie, which is perfect. When is the last time you would say you watched this? In movie? college, I actually rewatched the entire series and yeah, this right movie side. after a really bad breakup. It was very, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it, restorative in my life yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was oh i That's thought so good i thought you were gonna say that it had come on at the uh place that you worked at in college oh ye- maybe a little bit i don't remember it specifically being on there okay. yeah i worked at a mall shoe store which was not my most fun job i've ever had but they always had this tv on in the back of the store on Disney Channel so that like I guess kids could watch it while their moms p- 
picked out shoes for them. I don't know. Mm. Um, but I would frequently pretend to be stocking shoes in the children's section so that I could watch whatever decom was on that day. <laughs> wow. That's really great. That's the dream job, honestly. I don't know why you're not still I know, right? Now. Exactly. Mm. Andrew. Mm-hmm. What is your uh, familiarity, knowledge of, uh, backstory with both this movie and this series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely watched the series a lot as a youth. Um, I am aware, at least I'm, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, that there were two animated movies. Um, and I, they, they kind of bleed together in my brain. Um, and then there's obviously the new live action. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, we'll do that one eventually, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I, I I sort of remember after seeing, I assume whatever that was the second movie, I was like, okay, well, I kind of understand that this series is over and I don't need to go back to it. And I don't really think I've really watched it since then. Mhm. Okay. Amanda, Amanda, what about you? Yeah. Um, I I don't know that I watched the whole series when it was originally airing, but I know that I was familiar with it. Um, I um, Andrew just answered another one of my questions, which was going to be how many decoms were based on. Ooh. Um. Mm. But the other one, which I will ask you the name of when we start the game section, um, had an online <gasps> I remember that. And I, when you talk about being too obsessed with that series, I was obsessed with that <laughs> game. Like, there was the different levels. I think the first level was Kim as a yeah. And then you had present day, and then there was a future one, and you, like, would advance oh, through those God. levels. And I remember, like, I just can very vividly picture the the interface of that game. Um, and I think I probably spent more hours playing that game than I did actually watching the series. Um, and I also remember doing a, um, I never was a cheerleader, but I did a couple of random cheer mm -hmm. camps. And I believe in fifth grade, I did a cheer camp where we did a routine to the theme song for Kim Whoa. Mm -hmm. And I remember that vividly. So I remember the components of Kim Possible, but wasn't, I don't think I like sat down and watched the whole series from start to finish, but definitely enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure my parents had some concerns, um, maybe about either her attitude or her mm. crop top. So I think there was a possible parental mm -hmm. limit to, to watching this, but be that as it may, I still got some of it into my system. Um, and yeah. here we are. I so. feel like that was the prime time for all shows to have like a point and click game on their yes. website. Like not yes. just even cartoons, but like I remember like Monk and Burn Notice what? <laughs> on their website that I would play. So huh. I do also remember the Kim Possible game on the Disney Channel yes. website. It was great. Yeah. One, one quick bun uh, bunny trail is that around that time too i like remember 
like you just said, all of these point and click games. Brandy and Mr. Whiskers had oh, one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that show was so dumb. I did not care for that. It was very dumb. It was very bad. Um, but also around that time, there was this Tarzan game. I think that must have been based on the Disney or I don't know if it was Disney XD or whatever show. Mm-hmm. And it was like CGI. It was more it was kind of that video game look a little bit. Um and it you you were like climbing vines, climbing up vines through the jungle. Like I can I can vividly remember that interface as well. And that is one game that I have not like I don't remember when I first returned to it mentally and tried to find it, but I have never been able to track Whoa. it down to, you know, for nostalgia purposes. And I don't know if it just, you know, doesn't exist anymore if it's taken down. But it it makes me sad because I like I mean that was one that I spent hours and hours of my life on during that season and and never got to go back to so, R.I.P. Point and click games. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Um. All right. So we've got um a couple of little uh trivia trivia sections here to see how well Woo! Daniel actually. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, this will be. This will be interesting because I think this will be the first time we've had someone who purports to know a lot about the subject that we are quizzing on. Like, even when we did Stuck in the Suburbs. Well, no, I guess you asked me the questions for that. Yep. So, yeah, we really haven't had any any of this yet. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, And I will say they're not you know, super, super deep in the, the trivia archives. They're pretty similar to our typical kind of um, trivia mm-hmm. level. But then I have a, I have this fun little game for us to play at the end that I told Andrew could either be a total success or a total disaster. So oh, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. You haven't to told me anything so. more about that though. Yes, I know. And I'm, I'm excited. To see that that is how I feel about uh, my lesson plans every single day. So I am ready. <laughs> Good. I love having a, a, a dear friend who's a teacher because that makes me feel a little better. <laughs> um, my recommendation for this activity is going to be that we let Andrew answer mm-hmm. first. Um, assuming that he is it has been longer since he watched it. Um, but if we if we come to find that we want to do it differently, we will we will do yeah, so differently. Are we competing um, or are we working cooperatively? I'm sorry? Are we competing or are we working cooperatively? Um, you know, let's 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 say competing. Um, but again, that that extra special bonus round mm-hmm. game at the end will be. Ooh, okay. Um, Get a nice variety of games going on here. Yes, I. I literally feel like I'm going to be rushing through these questions to get to the end because I'm so excited to see how it goes. Um. All right. So. Andrew, since you mentioned that there are mm-hmm. two decoms based on Kim Possible, can you uh, give me the name of the second one? I or think, the so one the one that we're doing is so the drama, and it's Correct. something it's something that has sitch in it, or it's like. <laughs> but I, you're I so don't close. Know. It's, it's, oh, oh, it's a, it's a. <laughs> It's a stitch in time, right? Stitch in time. Nah, I think it's a stitch in time because stitch comes, <laughs> right? From Lilo you know, and Stitch. The the space alien? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So you, yep, it is actually a stitch in time in reference to what, Danielle? In reference to the time travel that takes place in that episode. 
or movie. But also why the word sit? Because that's one of Kim's biggest catchphrases. Whenever she answers her communicator, she says, what's a sitch? That is correct. Um, <laughs> I say that as though I'm, I'm <laughs> I really just have my computer in front of me. You definitely know more about this than I do. Is that a reference, like, to another form of media as well? Is that like, is there like a book that's called like a something? Well, in time? yeah, it's, I guess it's a the Benjamin Franklin quote: "A stitch in time saves nine. Ah, uh, wow. I don't know what that I means. That. I have just heard it before. Let's find out, friends. I'm gonna say it's a baseball term. Probably not. A baseball term? No, it was invented yeah. by Benjamin Franklin. Uh, yeah, also inventor of right. baseball. Clearly. Definitely. <sighs> so it, it looks, the internet seems to think that this expression means that it's better to spend a little time and effort to deal with the problem right now than to wait until later when it may get worse and take longer. Ugh, story of my life. Yeah, really, though. Oh, so a stitch, like doing a stitch now in time, saves you from doing nine more stitches Exactly. Got it. Yep. We're doing great. Sense. We're doing great. Um, so my next question, um, I missed out on the, on the Club Banana opportunity, but what, um, what is the, the name of the town that Kim Possible lives and goes to high school and such? Oh, and I have a oh thank goodness. I was like, okay, I do yeah. not remember. This is always my favorite part of prepping for episodes is coming up with these options because it, I feel, I, I always feel like they're terrible, um, but, you know, I, I did my best. So here we go. Um, the first one is Municiburg. The second option is Metroville. The third is Middleton. And the fourth one is Middle Rock. Oh, I know it. Now that I've heard the options, I know it. So Municiburg is the Incredibles town, I think. Um, and Middleton was my high school band teacher, so that can't be it. Correct. Um, Couldn't be the same thing. Uh, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. Uh, no, I think it is. I, I'm gonna say Middleton. Danielle, care to step in for me? I also think it. Wait, oh. can you say all the options again? Yep, Municiburg. Metroville, Middleton, Middleton. I think it's Middleton because I think I remember the cheerleaders doing some kind of cheer that involved Middleton. So I'm going to go with Middleton. So it's actually Metroville. Oh, okay. Is it? Okay. I believe. I'm now checking my work because I'm a little concerned. Maybe it is Middleton. We were both so confident. I mean, yeah, um, I, I do know that they're, I know what they're, oh, I don't know if it's another question, but I know they're mascot. No, just kidding. What? It, it is? is Middleton. I'm oh, no, so sorry. Yeah. Oh! Bold, yeah, I was just testing you to see how confident you were. No, just well, you bluffed us. <laughs> I bluffed. <laughs> yes. No, it is Middleton. And some, I, I tried to use all real cities except for Middle Rock, or not real cities, real superhero mm -hmm. cities. Yeah. Um. So Metroville must be some. Um. Oh, Metroville. Metroville is, where... is uh, the no. It's the uh, Powerpuff Girls, right? Um. 
when I Google it. Oh no, that's Townsville. So I don't think I even realized that I did that. <laughs> um, so you are correct. Municipal is the incredible city, like the the um, I can't think of the word. Um, the like the the city city mm-hmm. that they live in. But Metroville yeah. is where the suburb that they moved to when they go. Whoa, that was a deep Incredibles cut. It was a deep, it was a deep cut, and I, wow, I don't know how that happened. But anyway, so it is Middleton. I think I just bolded the wrong one. So that's okay. That's okay. And is is Middle Rock a place, or is you just made that up? I think I just made it up, but who knows? All right. I liked it because it sounded like yes, but. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yes. Um, all right, so the next question that I have um, is, is about Kim's origin story. Um, and so I'd love, I'd love to pick your brain on how she originally became a crime fighter. Um, so I have, I have four options here. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to see what Danielle will say because um, this is, this is a, a challenging question. Um, so A a misleading tagline that she, quote, can do anything. B, someone was trying to contact an actual superhero with a similar name. C, a website advertising her services goes awry. D, using gymnastics to rescue someone trapped between lasers and gets famous. So I think the thing that feels most like a, like a Disney plot would be C, be a very like Encyclopedia Brown type thing and just like get a bunch of crazy suggestions. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. Would you change anything if I told you that this was a trick? Question? I was going to say, I think more than one of them are correct. What? Is that true? E is also an option. What? It's all of the above. What? That was a wow. twist. I knew it. I, I knew it was definitely more than one of them were right, but I was like, how many of these are right? These are all happening in the same episode. Like my brain's like replaying the episode. I was like, what? <laughs> so yeah, so I'm I'm researching and looking back in the archives of, of Kim Possible and the story feels very convoluted to me and it feels like it's got all of these different layers so she she creates this website she's trying to make some extra money she wants to babysit and walk dogs and things like that so her website says i can do anything and then Mm. this billionaire very rich person uh, is having a challenge and is (laughs) it, it tries to contact i think it's oh who is it team impossible um reaches out and is he's trapped between lasers and so he reaches out to her she goes and uses her amazing gymnastic skills to rescue him gets famous and then becomes a crime fighter that is a really complicated way to become a famous wow. crime fighter isn't it wow. really i know yeah so it just felt like so many different things that i was like let's see if we can pull these apart um yeah, that's Kim. That's that's her origin story, as it were. <clears throat> um, my next question. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you guess first, Andrew, before I give you the options because I think you might remember. Okay. Um, but I'm also pretty proud of yes, or my 
options. So here we go. Um, what is what is the name of Ron's favorite restaurant, please? Man, I've been trying to think about this forever since we started recording because obviously I said in the intro that I know the Naco is the like signature dish. That's correct. Um, but I can't think of what the name of the place is. Okay. Um, I also just want to hear your options. <laughs> Perfect. So. I figured that that was the case. Uh, we've got A, Taco Town. B, El Gran Burrito. Ooh, thank you for those trills. C, you're welcome. I, I practiced that <laughs> just for this. C, Queso Cuesto. Or D, Bueno Nacho. Oh, it's Bueno Nacho. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Good job. Ooh. You got it. The first two, I was like, that sounds plausible, but doesn't, like, I knew once you said it, my brain yep. would, like, light up. Yep. And I was getting scared as it didn't. <laughs> yeah, I knew nobody would be convinced by Queso Cuesto, but in my brain, that just felt like a really fun, weird wordplay. And so we went with that's it. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, that is correct. And their favorite treat is the Naco. So here mm-hmm. we go. Um, the next, the next little uh, segment that we have here is real or fake gadgets. Ooh, that's exciting. Oh. Yeah. So Kim is, is a is your basic average girl who's here to save the world. And so um, she's got some uh, some of your typical high school girl, you know, products that she uses to, to look her cutest, most fabulous self. Um, but they're not your, your everyday items. And so we've got, let's see, six options here. Half of them are real, half of them are not. And so I'm going to have, have a, have you guys guess which ones are real and which ones? Oh man, are so three are real and three are Amanda created. Three, three are real. Three awesome. Are All right, let's do it. Okay. So we've got a hair dryer grappling hook. That's and yeah. That feels real. Oh, oh. Sorry. Are we going one at a time? Or are you say going through all okay. of them so that you have okay the landscape? Hair dryer grappling hook. Hairbrush that has taser capabilities. A lip gloss that knocks out anyone who inhales its fumes. Lipstick that has a powerful laser to break through metal. A mascara stick that temporarily blinds your enemy. And high-heeled shoes that are rocket-powered and help her fly. Ooh. Yeah, all of those sound really plausible. I'm going to say, Amanda, if whatever three of these are not featured in Kim Possible were almost definitely featured in any episode of Totally Spies. So, <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, I feel good about that. I'll take that. Yeah, that's good. I actually feel fairly confident that I remember which ones are which or which ones. Are okay, which. Let's, okay, so I the hair dryer, right? Because she uses that in the title sequence as like a grappling hook. Yeah, well, she uses it, and then and then Ron uses it. In his <laughs> Classic <dance> Ron. <laughs> Okay, so we got one that we think. I feel pretty good about that one. And then, yeah, I feel pretty confident about the lipstick. Yeah, that That's feels like pretty, yeah. Yeah. And then also the lip gloss that, like, knocks people out. I want to say I, Daniel, you yeah, I want to say I feel pretty good, especially about the lip gloss that knocks someone out. 
I can't remember what episode or anything, but I'm almost certain I remember. But then again, in my brain, now I'm like making totally spies crossovers and I don't know if I'm 100% accurate on these. Um, What were the last two? Mascara that temporarily blinds your enemy and high-heeled shoes that become rocket or that are rocket powered and help her fly. Let me just say that any mascara wand could blind someone if you wanted it to. And <laughs> This is true. I don't know about the she doesn't wear heels much. I I guess in this movie she does when no. she, when they go to prom, but not I don't know if she does in any other episode that I can think of. Yeah, let's go with our okay, lipstick, lip gloss and hair dryer. Are those our final answers, Andrew? Okay. All right. Those let's are, go with those. Yes, three. those are my final answers. Those are all three. What? Correct. Yay! Woo! I did feel pretty funny putting down a hairbrush taser because yeah. I felt like that probably wouldn't be a Disney Channel thing, who but knows? who knows? I mean, I feel like the lip gloss is like on a similar level mm-hmm. to that. So, you know. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the next segment is when we sort of start to get into the higher level, like looking at the actors who are in the show or the movie series. But before we do that, I just want to rewind really quick and have Danielle summarize the show for us because I guess we didn't really do – we did that a little bit, but I want to have our subject matter expert just give us like – I mean like a 30-second, like give us the flyby – what are we walking into from a series perspective? Because this is the first movie that we've watched that is based on a TV series. Right, first. yeah. So so, okay, so just yeah. t- talking about the 30, series as a whole. Yeah. The Who series as a whole. Okay. Yes. So the I it yes. so obviously the show follows a high school girl named Kim Possible. Um, I wanna say she's a junior when the show begins. I yeah, whatever. Some up upper high school. And right. she not only attends classes and is on the cheerleading team, but she also has this like double life where she goes and saves the world from all these like big, crazy supervillains. Um, she is always like trying to balance things. Like she's always trying to like make sure that she does her work for class and her homework and studies for tests, but then also like, you know, has to go literally save the world. So, which I, I think is like a really fun draw to the show is that she does have like that double life. So she has a best friend named Ron, who, as Andrew mentioned, gets into all kinds of scrapes because he's not the not the smartest, but a very wonderful human. And he grows a lot throughout the series. Um, her other best friend is Monique, who is very fashionable, but doesn't usually join her on missions. Um, Ron has a little um, naked mole rat named Rufus, his little pet. And Rufus is like really cute. And oh, my God, what else? What am I leaving out? She has two little brothers. Who like cause all kinds of little brother problems? Yeah. Oh yeah, Wade is Wade? her like friend who they never see in real life. He's like a a fun Skype friend who just like calls in <laughs> and like does computery things for them. Like opens up locks at places and jams security feeds and. All kinds of stuff that it's nice to have a hacker for. Um, but yeah, I think that's a that's a decent overview of what you would expect from the show. I mean, it's a kids show, so you know, it's very the villains especially are very fanciful. Like 
the vi- the villains are I would say like the least mm. realistic of all the people in in the show. Yeah, the real rogues yeah. gallery. Yeah, but, I think that's a great overview. Thanks. I was watching Spider Man Homecoming yesterday, oh. and uh, which I just I loved so much, and that's for a different podcast. Um, but Ned. So uh, Peter's best friend, Ned, is saying, can I be your man in the chair? Mm-hmm. And he has to explain it to him what that means. But he just wants to be the guy in the control room. And, and because I was prepping for this episode, I was like, he's Wade. He's just like He Wade. literally is Wade. Oh, my goodness. Mm. I got so excited about that. Yeah. So that's that's what we're stepping into. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned Rufus and the naked mole rap changed my life, I will say. <laughs> oh. Um, I wish that I could be one of those people that said, I still know all the words, but I don't. Um, but I just, I really remember loving it. Um, but Rufus was voiced, um, by somebody who voiced another famous cartoon TV show character. Um, does anybody care to hazard a guess to start with? Because I do have, I have the character options. I cannot tell you the actor's name. My first guess would have been before you you specified a little bit. I would have said Alan Tudyk, um, but because you said another mm-hmm. character and not like many other characters, that leads me okay. away from there. A I have bit. no idea. I do not know. Okay, so here are your four options: Bart Simpson, Louise Belcher, mm. Stewie from Family Guy. And Dexter of Dexter's Laboratory fame. I really don't. I was Family Guy. This is might be a terrible question. Was Family Guy like a thing back then in like the early aughts? Mm -hmm. I have no. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, then no. I I have no idea. I I have a hard time believing. It would have been Seth MacFarlane, um, who's Stewie. I believe I'm pretty confident of that. Um, and you said Bart Simpson. Well, it I might be don't... because I think I want to say mm. Rufus was is voiced by a lady. I don't. I'm not 100 percent okay. on that. I just have like this vague feeling. In which case, it might be Bart. But... I think. Yeah, it could be. Because Bart is also voiced by a woman. Um, but it could also be Dexter, I guess. Dexter's voice mm, already sounds yeah. the closest to Rufus's. In, in my, well, they all, they all have that quality. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm not sure. Right, my I'm my guess Bart. would be Dexter. This is one of my favorite trivia questions to date. Um, Danielle gets the point on this one. Yep, it was Nancy Wow. Who played Bart Simpson, or plays, I guess, plays Yeah, oh my, wow. Yeah. yeah. That shocks me that that far into her career, she'd be like, yeah, I'll do this little <laughs> naked mole rat on a <laughs> Right. like on a disney channel cartoon yeah. like she didn't need to do that but she did and we love her yeah we're all really grateful for it. thank you nancy 
Thanks, Nancy. Cool. Um, so we have our we have our uh, our pet voice taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the next uh-huh. um the next actor segment um is gonna ask you guys which of the so I have a list of TV shows. I believe there's eight. Um, which of these TV shows have leading or prominent characters who were also voices in specifically the movie, but some are also the series? All right. Are you ready for this? Ready. I'll read the whole list and then um and then I'll have you tell me what you think. Um Is there like a percentage that are oh I guess well, they all are from So it's series. I'm or are they not? So it's just the series names. Um it's Okay, it's eight. gotcha. Um and if once I give you all of them, if you're like, I have no idea, then um I'll tell you how many. So um we've got Boy Meets World. Oh, okay, gotcha. Frasier. King of Queens, Even Stevens, Lizzie McGuire, Sister Sister, That's So Raven, Phil of the Future. Okay, well, it's definitely Even Stevens because, um, yes, yeah, obviously she's the, the she voices Kim and she plays Ren in that series. And then uh, That's So Raven because Raven is <laughs> right. Orlando. Yeah, Raven oh. Simone is the voice oh, of Monique. Um, I don't know beyond that. I've been trying to figure mm-hmm. I can hear Wade's voice in my head, and I'm trying to figure out who it is. And I forgot that Raven is Monique. I thought maybe Orlando Brown was I'm... Wade. Mm, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't feel right anymore. Um... Uh, Please can, you, do. can we go through them one at a time? Yeah. We can Boy Meets out. World was the first one. I don't know of anyone that would be on that that I would immediately connect to Kim Possible. Okay, so I didn't watch Boy Meets World. Gasp and shock. I and I uh, honestly didn't. I watched maybe a few episodes, uh, but yeah, I'm not very familiar with it either. I watched a decent amount of it as a kid, um, but okay. not not so, a ton. So, Ron Stoppable was voiced by Will Friedel. Will Friedel, who is the underachieving elder brother on Boy Meets World. Oh, okay. Oh, fun fact. Okay, uh, I didn't know um, that. Cool. Um, the next one was very much a throwaway. Fraser is on here. Um, Frazier. and I will just yeah. tell you that there's no one. Um, yeah, I was trying to think if there was a villain maybe that could have been like our one-off or something, right, but no, right, obviously. Yes, yes. Um, no. King of Queens. I don't know anything about that show. All I know is I know Kevin James is the lead. Um, I'm gonna, uh, I can very easily see it being one of the side characters or the wife or something, but I'm, I yeah. don't know enough. So, Shigo is voiced by a lady named Nicole Sullivan, who, um, I forget actually who she played on King of Queens, um, but that is, that is our link here. Okay. Um, let's see. Actually, no, I'm going to oh. look her up because I don't remember. Um, 
but that is one of yeah that's one of our guesses um let's see i think she's the wife's best friend or she like takes care of the dad on king of queens anyway i'll tell you right now that one was a um as a setup for something later okay we'll just we'll just let that hang there um awesome the next one you already got even stevens we've got lizzie mcguire i was trying to think i i don't think i'm not yeah i'm not immediately connecting any of the big stars in that what i'm trying to remember right now is who plays who voices bonnie in kim possible because i remember it was some someone that i recognized but i don't really Mm. remember who it was like it wasn't hillary dove but it it was someone who's in some other show but i i don't remember so i don't know yeah i'm i'm in my brain i'm trying to go through the villains you're like who mm. trying to place draken's voice i'm trying to place like <laughs> then you're seeing your senior <laughs> yeah i okay, i so I, this I'm one is a no and to answer your question danielle mm-hmm. uh bonnie was voiced by kirsten storms who played i don't remember Zena. Thank you. Okay. There you go. You have place. Oh. Um. Cool. Sister, sister. Andrew, you're so close. Yeah, I, that's that was the other one that I was going to go to for Wade, but I I don't remember sister, sister well enough. Um, I certainly don't know the actors' names. Um. But I would guess that it was whoever played Roger. Um. So. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just fooled myself again. Um. Oh no! It is he is in a couple episodes. Okay, great. So Taj Maori played, um, played Wade. Whoa. Um. And so his he uh he is the tie to sister sister. He was only in a couple episodes. I thought that he was like actually a recurring character, but it doesn't look like he was. So that one's kind of a uh, kind of a cheat. So. Huh. Cool. Yep. Okay. We well, answered that's a raven, okay. and then Phil of the Future is our last one. I I don't know. And the only two stars I remember from that are Allison Mashaka and oh my god, what was the boy's name? Ricky Ullman. Thank you, but I don't think either of them are <laughs> that was in uh, Kim Possible. I I don't know. I don't think so. So this is a, sorry, go ahead. The only one I could see, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. The only one that I could see him being is like, isn't there like a boy in school that Oh yeah, he Josh likes, that Kim likes? Uh, maybe? Yeah. But I don't, wow. I'm not so confident So you both like danced all the way around it. Oh my God. Um, so this is a movie specific, not a series. Specific. Oh wait, don't, he this was he's Eric, movie. the boy, Eric. Yes. Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yep. Um, so that one is also a yes. Cool. But you know what? The best thing about yeah. movie knowledge is getting to just lay it aside and watch a movie and not think about nerdy things like who voiced who or who was in another movie with whom. And we're going to do just that right now and just watch Kim Possible, so the drama. 
Danielle, are you? Yeah. Danielle, are you super psyched? All right. So when we come back, I am very psyched. My communicator is ready. Are your guys is ready? (laughs) What's the situation? Beep 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 beep. When we come back, we will have watched Impossible, so the drama. Wow, what an hour and seven minutes of quality television we just consumed. It's such a short movie. It I really had no does. idea. Yeah, it definitely went by way faster than, like, most movies. I'm guessing yeah. it's probably, you know, with commercials, an hour and a half. I'm guessing that's probably why the runtime is so short. But, yeah, yeah very different. And it they probably had one of those, like, between-program palate cleansers, like the short films or... You know, mm, I, I remember. I don't remember which of them it is, but I remember there's a Rufus short after one of the movies that came that, or the rather that came on after. Mm-hmm. Oh, Do I don't Do remember that, remember but I totally this? believe you. That sounds very on brand. Like, I think it was Rufus, like on the Eiffel Tower, like climbing around on it, <laughs> like fighting with like a some <laughs> other animal. Like uh, a squirrel or something. Yeah, he would do that. Yeah. Classic Rufus. Classic. Classic. He's so mischievous. Um, yeah. What was that like for you to rewatch, Danielle? Um, so I was just telling Andrew before we started, I I re- I remembered most of the plot. I, I wouldn't have been able to give you every single detail, but most of the story I remembered pretty clearly. So it was fun mm-hmm. watching it again and being like, oh, yeah, here's a little detail that I forgot or like, oh, my goodness, like what a case study in, you know, early aughts slang speak. There are a lot oh, of yeah. there are a lot of cringy, cringy lines that are like not how people talk today or really weren't how people talked back then either. I don't think it was yeah. Dis- Disney's weird version of how people were supposed to talk, I guess. But yeah, yeah. So that was fun. Um, what was it like for you guys having not seen it as recently? Go ahead, Amanda. Oh, I want. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah. Um, um. What was it like? I mean, I'm just I'm impressed with like the animation. I remember, like, not that I would have been. And like known enough to be an animation aficionado when I was however was when the show was coming out um but it's just pretty solid I think um as we've watched these movies like we've tried to kind of look at theming and you know how are these movies constructed and I felt like they did a really good job of like giving Ron this idea of change to wrestle with mm-hmm. um Kim's kind of, you know, arc through the whole series is um, balancing, like you said, balancing Mm -hmm. being a crime fighter with having this normal teenage life. Quote, unquote. 
Draken's whole like research project where he was trying to figure out what her weakness was by like immersing two of his male goons in a teenage yeah. environment. <laughs> yeah. And it was then funny. somehow that research still led him to that weakness must be boys and dating and prom. I was like, that's interesting that that was how that went down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think the pacing is really interesting. I don't know how to like phrase what was in my brain, but like it's ve- like it moves very quickly. I think it really it does. Ending, it feels to me like so abrupt, so abrupt, and it feels to me like this movie maybe had quite a few more scenes in it, but that you know the whoever was in charge was like, oh yeah, you guys like we have to fit this into a ninety minute TV slot, and they were like, oh. Uh okay, let's make it work. Cause it yeah. there yeah. several things happened throughout the movie that I kept being like, I think there was another scene in there and we just didn't see it, you know? Really? Interesting. Mm. That's just a guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um shoot, I was gonna say something and I forget what it was. It's also again because it's because it's a cartoon, it. I think it is a little different from other movies that you guys have discussed before because I yes. think yeah. the the target audience is going to be a little younger. Like, obviously, our main characters are high schoolers, but high school kids are not really, you know, the target audience for this cartoon. So sure. it That's might true. just be because, you know, they have a much younger demographic that they're trying to reach. They wanted to keep things moving a lot more quickly because, you know, kids have a shorter attention span. Yeah, sure. I think it makes for a tighter movie, honestly. Like, I think the the timing is better in it versus like other movies that we've seen. Um, I think it's interesting, Amanda, that you so what you mentioned the animation. What specifically, like, did stuck stuck out to you? I don't. I don't even know. Like, I guess I don't even know what I expected from it. Um, I just think that, like, the style is really consistent and saw, like, obviously there are moments, um, that you notice that they're animating on a large scale, so you can see. Right. I was just telling, I was just talking to Andrew, yeah, of, like, oh, yeah, this, this movie definitely, you know, they got a little more money for this movie than maybe they had per regular episode, because the animation, it is a, I don't know how to say, at a higher quality and there's more like 3D elements than you would typically see in an episode of Kim Possible. Yes, totally. Yeah, and I they just I mean I think they found their niche like from an animation and a and a color perspective, I think. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of like leaned into it really hard and it's not trying to be more than it is. Like it's, you know, clearly a Disney yeah. show and it's clearly a Disney channel, but I think I mean for what it is, they back it up well enough with like the way that they, you know, again, not super high quality, but it, but the way that it's scripted and the way that it's, you know, yeah, it's pretty unapologetic. Yeah. And again, like as we as we were talking about, you know, again, this is a different kind of movie than the ones you guys have discussed before. In that it has three seasons of a show behind it, so uh-huh. you're presumably going in with some knowledge of the world, and the the creators of the movie did have all of that knowledge to pull from. And sure. so, That's a great point. You don't and, really have to do as much exposition. No. And 
yeah, I thought it was great throughout the movie. You saw these little callbacks to like earlier stuff in other seasons. Like uh, they even referenced, you know, the um, Sitchin time because the picture on the wall of um, Kim and Ron when they were little and Kim had little pigtails. Like that's a big part of the movie Sitchin time. So sure. there's a lot of like, and I don't even want to call them Easter eggs, but just like moments in the movie that it's like, hey, remember we've done all this storytelling for three seasons building up to this movie. And this movie was originally intended to be the finale of the show. Like there was right. not going to be anything else. They ended up a couple years later coming back and making a season four, but that wasn't the original plan. Yeah. That's yeah. super interesting. What I will say before um, the, the Wikipedia page for the movie points out that the plot of the movie is very similar to the pilot of the whole show. It like, is. It. It's, Total 360. Ron even talks about Josh Minky in this, yeah. which is who she has a crush on in the very first episode of the show. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was, I was going to say that it feels um, the most like just like an extended episode of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't really, and in a good way, like it doesn't feel like they tried to make a movie out of it, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the length of what, three and a half episodes and like, I think, yeah. like, structurally there are extra elements, but, I mean, the the, stru- the the plot of it is, like, her figuring out whether to go to the dance or not, or, I mean, who she's going to go to prom with. Mm-hmm. Right. There are schemes from Draken, and it takes longer to build that up, but then Ron is wrestling with his stuff, and then we have a climax where she, you know, beats Draken and then goes to prom, and it's just, like, just a, a kind of a an extended version mm-hmm. right? like, of, that of what you would normally see. Yeah, Three absolutely. Structure. Yeah. 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 And oh. also, by the way, speaking of Draken, Draken's best look by far. Oh my God. That suit that he wears at the end. Oh the suit with the bolo tie. Yes. It's great. Very classy. Yeah. Highly classy. I do just feel so bad for Ron. Like, I mean, it's definitely painted to be very silly, the things that he is upset about. But, like, Bueno Nacho is his his place. Yeah. He to get upset mm-hmm. about these changes that are happening to this rest. Like, first it's a discount. And then mm-hmm. it's, like, all the kids are taking over because of this very popular toy. And then it's the, the bendy straws is, like, the thing that puts him over the edge. Mm-hmm. And alongside those changes, he's also trying to wrestle with this fact that first – I mean, I just want to say – Kim, like, just dropped him, like, old Nacho. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was being real rude. And I will say, too, this is a recurring theme throughout the series. Like, ever since episode one, Kim really struggles with what other people think of her, especially what Bonnie thinks Mm. of her. So this is not really unprecedented. Kim has done dumb stuff, like, made dumb choices in the past because she thinks that's, like, the normal thing to do or it's it's the popular thing to do. She she frequently does stuff like that throughout the entire series. So the fact that she treated Ron this way, it wasn't really surprising to me because that's kind of what she does when she like gets these ideas. But she always comes back around, you know, so she does. I I have to say, though, I like this moment where I was like, I, I, d- does Ron deserve better? I mean, right. <laughs> in this repeated behavior, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That is the big question, I think. I also thought it was a little weird just from, like, the perspective of 
a friendship perspective of how she Kim spent all this time talking with Monique about her like boy problems but like Monique didn't go to the prom with a boy or it at least did not appear oh, yeah. as such so like Kim you're so obsessed with yourself and focused on your own problem that you're ranting about a problem that your best friend also has but yep. not acknowledging that she also has it yeah that's a really good point uh, um I wanted to point out that one of the gadgets you you called <gasps> out that was like a fake early on were rocket sho- well rocket heels yep mm-hmm. and there were a lot of rocket shoes in this movie yeah no heels but yes many rocket shoes were used I felt pretty proud of that actually yeah there I loved some of I mean you meant Daniel you mentioned the one liners like I really loved a lot of these um, oh my god ron has the greatest one-liners i loved the motorcycle bit where uh kim's new <laughs> uh spoiler alert fake boyfriend is like parked in front or parked in his sp- parking spot which is another instance of that like chain mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and he just looks at him and he goes spot Mine, you, in it. (laughs) Yeah, Will Friedel just does a great job. I think a lot of those lines, like from another actor, would just be really dumb. But when Will Friedel performs them, yeah, they're so funny. They feel so like true to the character. Yeah, Yeah. I liked when they did when uh, Kim and New Boy jinx each other, and Ron goes, "She owes me a soda before (laughs) she even met you." Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you? No soda Danielle, for did you. you wanna, did you want to bring up your the the very specific detail that you caught? In the oh my pizza? god. Okay. Are you ready for this, Amanda? I caught such a specific detail. I don't know if this was done intentionally, but okay. okay. So the part where um, Eric comes over and Kim's mom is ordering pizza for dinner, mm-hmm. um, and she asks, "What do they want on their pizza?" And Kim and Eric at the same time are like pepperoni. Like, oh my god. Um, so in other episodes of the show, it's shown that Ron and his family are Jewish. Um, they're not like, uh, like, I don't really know. I'm not super duper familiar with like the Jewish religion. I, I don't, I couldn't tell you like what specific like practice, but like they're Jewish. So like if Ron is practicing this area of Judaism, he would not eat pork. Right. Yeah. So it was like kind of an affront, like for Kim to say pepperoni, like knowing full well probably that Ron cannot eat pepperoni like he he doesn't do that and even in in the next scene when they're eating it Ron's picking the pepperoni off of the pizza yeah so I don't know if I'm thinking too hard about that but if I I mean it kind of goes along I think kind of fits it's like a little headcanon that kind of fits because it just further shows that Kim is ignoring him and is ignoring his needs yeah that's like wow that's a deep cut (laughs) right I love that. I think it was interesting that, I mean, like you've been saying, like Ron is very left out. And I feel like he, the scene, the scene where like he, he chases the, or he's being chased by the little robot things back to the school. And then when he's like, they're all here or whatever. And then they're not there. I kind of thought there would be another like moment when everyone didn't believe him like further than there was. Yeah. I was surprised that Kim so quickly was like, nope, I trust Ron. 
when clearly she know, really she was just kind of faking it and well she didn't for a second but then it felt like when she like tried to explain the plot and she was like ah we gotta check this out like that felt real yeah it definitely felt like she was kind of like faking like she believed him but she still was like you're my friend and I'm uh, so okay like even though I don't believe you I'm still gonna do it because it's you so yeah, yeah. for me that was like yeah that was like a big win for her at that moment it was like good job you believed in him but also yeah I kind of expected just like in the uh, way of Disney Channel original movies I kind of expected that there would be a little bit more drama with that moment of her not believing him but nope she believed him so that's cool yeah that is good maybe Names her for uh, exactly for her yeah. lack of attentiveness to his that montage most of the film. Oh my gosh! Was that Jesse McCartney singing during that montage? It really was during. T- he had two songs in this movie. Yes, and uh, whatever that song was during the montage. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And then Christy's it- song at the end too. That's what I was going to ask, yeah. It's called Could It Be. Because I was like, who's singing this? And Andrew was like, I think it's Christy Carlson Rano. And I was like, that's so meta. Like, has this whole thing, like, been a musical? Like, is there a Will Friedel song where he sings about (laughs) his emotions? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. His line when he said, what no man should ever have to do, talk about his feelings. I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Very meta. Yeah. Well, when I was when I was researching leading up to um, leading up to this episode, I mm-hmm. was reading a little bit because I guess this the single called "Could It Be" was like a big deal for her to be, like sing in it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, hmm. I think they did a music video. Oh, yeah, they did a music video. Um, Ooh, does it like cut it's... between animated scenes and like Christy Carl's Romano singing? I think so. Hold on. It almost definitely does. <laughs> Almost certainly. Come on now. And then I assumed the opening theme that was like a 007 theme was like Adele singing it or Billie Eilish or. Yeah, definitely. Liked that theme a lot. Yeah, Billie Eilish was like freshly born. So I'm sure she was (laughs) just pruning out that alternate Kim Possible theme song. She could have been one of those miraculously talented singing babies. Maybe. Singing infants? Yeah. yeah, you know those that you hear about all the time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so the music video is exactly literally what you just described. Like, is that okay? It's cool. Christy Carlson Romano, like, posing like a teenager on this pink background in her early Oh my God. And, uh, she's got this, like, neck scarf thing with a mini skirt and talking to a guy that looks like a human version of Eric and. Wow. Mm. Yep. Wow, it's everything. But don't fall in love with him because, you know, he's probably a robot, so. A goo man. Full of goo, yeah. That was disgusting when Rufus, like, bites his ankle. Oh, yeah. And all of his goo just, like, oozes. Oh. Yeah, that was disgusting. That reminded me a lot of um, in The Little Mermaid when Ursula, like, turns the people into little, like, worms. Oh, oh yeah, that felt a lot like that to me. 
That totally mm. makes sense. I remember being like, I don't know what this reminds me of. It kind of, like, I think my brain went straight to Mother Gothel and Tangled. Oh, but, yes. But Ooh, yeah, that part's like, also this, creepy. This looks like something I've seen before, and that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? What else? The strong cast of, uh, um, like, side characters and, like, one-off characters, like, the voice acting is... Yeah really well done a lot of like voices that i was like i know that from somewhere else like the um, big big daddy or what's his name mm-hmm. that track to me with is the brain from pinky in the brain oh um, the kid that works at bueno nacho is the other the like rival mad scientist from dexter's laboratory oh I like that. Or at least it though. sounds. Exactly- I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't have anything to say about it, but I just like. I, <laughs> I just, I just enjoyed him. I don't know. I agree. It was weird. Um, I thought it was funny. I like that. Um, her parents like. Um, she walks in the house and they, her mom says, "Where were you last night? Or what time did you get home?" And so they like kind of have a curfew but then she just turns mm-hmm. it's like i just saved the world and her dad's like great job sweetie like don't they just don't have any care for you know yeah, yeah. or anything it's just right like, oh, cool, there's like whatever oh you weren't in our house all night okay seems fine yep um yeah, also, maybe Kim, can, Kim was- like regularly apparently like pulls all nighters because she like goes around the world and comes back and just like goes to school. Yeah. Like that's insane. Mm. You can't just live like that. I guess maybe mm-hmm. you can in high school. You yeah. know, you have a, you have a lot more energy then. I could not do that now. That's for sure. Yep. Totally. I mean, just the amount of bueno nacho that's consumed. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Not advisable. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I want to live that way. That's I think that's your best life, honestly. That's your best life. (laughs) Yeah, I really, as you were saying earlier, Amanda, I thought it was so clever that they took Bueno Nacho, which is like such a like established thing in this universe, in this in this story, that you would like never expect that to be like the source of the evil you know like it was it was a really good choice to show like as you were saying like the theme of like everything's changing and they are getting older and like ron's like i can't handle this change you know i just thought yeah Mm -hmm. that was a pretty clever choice it showed it very clearly i totally agree i liked um I don't know. I mean, obviously, the the I don't know. Part of the stick of the show is like she's a teenage girl, so clearly, like dating is going to be this huge theme. And normally, mm-hmm. my my feminist self is like, "There's more to life than dating." And so yes. I loved Monique's thing about like she or she's making fun of her and saying what what like sarcastically saying what good is saving the world without someone to share it with and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, I liked her role, but I also liked. The, one of the like the, the leading up to the climax fight scene where um kim just says to drac and she's like you know what you're right boys and dating they are like that is hard but this is easy like it just 
it felt like and then she punches him in the face because it yeah it honestly felt like that is a component like it just felt like acknowledging that it's part of life and by the way like she's just found out that this boy that she really really liked and you know wanted or went to prom with and wanted to kiss and all this stuff like she just found out he wasn't real like that yeah he literally like it's not that he was like a liar it's like literally he was not a human (laughs) yes yeah yeah and so she's had this like betrayal but i mean it's almost this acknowledgement of like that stuff does suck and it's a component of life but like what really defines me is my ability to kick butt and punch bad guys and like continue and here i am yep yeah i feel like that's like the thesis of the show yeah i agree Actually, that's, yeah. I totally agree. Hmm. Yeah. I like uh, the opening. Yeah. The fun, like, get straight into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that was like a very action movie, like, in medias res kind of beginning. That was fun. I like that it's, like, Naka... What is it? Nakatori? Nakasumi? Yeah. Nakasumi? Nakasumi? I think Nakasumi. I think Nakatori is the diehard <laughs> building. That all wrong. Anyway, it, that's like a also a thing from earlier episodes, right? Like that's an established that brand show. Um, I don't know. I think I think so, but I am not one hundred percent sure. Hmm. Maybe I just remember the movie and I remember that. Yeah. But I felt like that was familiar. I like the twist that maybe this is like foreshadowing that the, the owner guy can actually speak English, even though he acts like he can't, <laughs> so he's not what he seems. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to see more of him. I thought he was a really interesting character, and then it's like, we yeah. did not see more of him, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay, so I just looked him up, and he was in the first episode of the show, and then so the drama. There you go. Oh, wow. So see, yeah, it's okay. all it's all full circle. Very, very full circle. Wow. Now I kind of wish it was the end of the show, just because, you know. Bookend. It was a really good ending. Yeah, it was a really good bookend. Well, and it's so interesting because, and I have also not seen uh, Sitch and Time in a long time either, but I feel like that, even though this is literally like take over the world, just like Dragon always, like, I feel like this had lower stakes than a sitch in time, maybe just because it's, like, time travel. Right. And so I think it's interesting that it it almost, uh, like, I think it's a, again, not, not having seen the other movie, like, probably a better movie, but, like, a lower stakes, like, smaller story almost. Sure. Since so much of it focuses on their like personal relationship right which is yeah i think that's probably why i enjoyed it more because i i did as we've said many times i really enjoyed like the way that ron's character like developed a lot in this and like he had this like problem and kim also had this problem they both grew in the movie because the movie had time for that to happen whereas yeah whereas with sitch and time it's like that movie is go 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 like from the first second because they travel to so many different times and places and yeah yeah i think maybe that's why it felt a little bit short to me too is just because i was waiting for the the other foot to drop and for like another twist to happen and then didn't we just one yeah 
That makes sense. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's pretty cut and dried, fast paced. Like, I don't know. Just kind of unapologetic, I think, is a word I've used before. And yeah. I'm going to use it again. I also, while I was watching, was multitasking and try, resumed my search to try to find the Sitch in Time game. Mm-hmm. Mine, um, oh. and I was unsuccessful, but I found this article that claims well, I mean, not claims, it has a list of where to find certain um, Disney.com games, but all of the sites are very sketchy and none of them Ooh. are on the Disney site anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. But I found, I mean, it, ha- it like tells you, it gives you links for um, not Sitch in Time, but the, it's called Card, so Kim Possible Card Clash, where you're playing War with Shigo, like the card game. Yes, I remember this. Uh, very very wow okay i would play that all the time i found a brandy and miss mr whiskers game but not the the one that we're the like there's a jumping one where you would like i don't even know how to describe it but you like would jump progressively higher and get like different levels and stuff like that real the real prize was the um zach and cody pizza party pickup game oh yes yeah this one I don't that, remember. So it's basically just like a maze and you pick up food and stuff and have to avoid the mom and Mosby as you <laughs> and try to get to the elevator and, you know, get all the stuff for the pizza party. Um, and I just, I just really miss these days, you know? Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So jumping off of that, do you guys think that this movie or this series is still relevant or would still be enjoyed by today's fourth and fifth graders? It's, it's an interesting question because, you know, like they made the new live action one, but Mm -hmm. I think it's, I mean, I know that from a, like from our age demographic, it was very widely panned. And I, I guess I don't know what ratings were if like, you know, kids were interested and tuned into it. Um, but part of me wonders, I feel like kids are so, even more than our demographic, are so, like, precocious and, like, you know, like, uh, just grow up a lot faster. So maybe, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that's to its benefit, but I, I think I would have, I, I enjoyed it when I was, you know, a kid because it was like, oh, she's in high school and she's, you know, Mm -hmm. dating boys and going to dances, but if, if mm-hmm. today's fourth and fifth graders already see themselves that way, then, you know, do they even ca- I don't know. Yeah. So we talked about kind of like what you were saying with the age. Um, I took like several like, uh, of course, literature classes in college, but one of them was specifically a young adult lit class. And so we talked about, you know, like, what is a young adult? Who is a young adult? How old are you before you change from being a child to a young adult? And like, also, one of the big things we discussed is books and TV and movies and, like, media like that are generally created where the characters, like, the main characters in your story are usually older than your demographic, right? Uh-huh. Because you read or you watch and you're like, oh, I want to be like that. Like, when I was, right, was like, five, when I was in fourth yeah. and fifth grade, I was reading Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew's 18. I wasn't 18, but I wanted to be like Nancy Drew when I was older, right? So, yeah. um. Yeah, so with this, like, obviously, Kim and Ron are in high school, 
but yeah, like your audience is going to skew younger. So it's a good question. Like, are the younger kids today, you know, again, fourth, fifth graders, maybe third graders, I don't know, second graders, whoever's going to watch this. Yeah. Is it something that they're still going to feel like is relevant to their lives? I don't really know. Hmm. Yeah. I think the only other thing, and this is so like surface, but um, you you alluded to like all of the language, yeah. That's just not relevant. I wonder how much that. I don't know if that turns kids off or if that turns it into like almost a period piece. <laughs> yeah, to them. them for sure. Um, and if that makes it cool again, or if I, I don't yeah. know, that's interesting. well. And like you said, Amanda, I definitely think the themes of the show are like y- y- like time honored right you know like mm-hmm. we don't have kids yet but when we do I would love for them to watch this show I think it's a really empowering show that teaches again that teaches you like life is complicated and that's okay we we take it when we take what we can take and um you know and you take mm-hmm. it one step at a time and also that you know girls can do many things girls can be a cheerleader and fight bad guys and punch them in the face like you know you can do anything that you want to do that kind of stuff so I think that does apply to kids, obviously, like that's a theme that I, I think many kids should hear. But right, the medium of the show, like the animation is a little dated, the language is a little dated, maybe even some of the activities that the characters do are a little dated, you know? So sure. I don't know. I think I think it could still be appealing, but I think that kids probably wouldn't necessarily seek it out because they don't, you know, it's not currently running. They're not like seeking it but maybe right. if their parents like tell them about it or like an older cousin or something <laughs> tells them about it I think that they would be interested in it yeah yeah all right my dad just called me and so I had to, to decline uh, that one. I can hear you guys or not but I can't we're here. I can hear you. Well, but I think oh, actually, good. I think this kind of poses an interesting question about all movies that are made for children, because you make it like a TV show goes on for right for a few years, like you can kind of stretch that out. But a movie is made like all at once, theoretically, right within a certain shortish amount mm-hmm. of time, and you put it out into the world, yeah. and your movie may or may not stay relevant as it ages, like adults when we watch you know movies that are made for adults we have the capacity to look at the movie and be like oh like this is when it was filmed and like this was you know more acceptable back then or this this language like this is the the lingo that they used or you know like we have that capacity to make those judgments but kids don't necessarily have that yet so when any kids movie is made you, I guess you kind of go into it with the knowledge that your movie maybe has less of a chance of becoming like a classic uh, mm-hmm. than like an adult movie would. Yeah. That's actually, that's a good point mm-hmm. or d- the distinction between TV series and movies because you go like, I mean, you think of if you're binge watching Friends, right? Mm-hmm. And you start at the beginning, like you, you're like, oh my God, like, I feel like my friends and I are all, always look at a show and we'll say, oh my gosh. They're such babies. Yeah, they were so young. <laughs> and you'll laugh at like the technology or like 
laugh at how sets have changed over the course of the yeah. show. Um, and especially a show that, you know, the kinds of shows that lasted for, you know, eight to ten seasons, you, you know, not only do you notice um, the change in, in the characters and mm-hmm. their development, but you also notice, you know, the, the things that were topical back then were different and the mm-hmm. way that things were, you know, talked about and words used and stuff are different. So that's like, that's a really interesting point, I think, that a movie doesn't have. Yeah. I think the other thing that like a movie that's made for kids though does have is nostalgia. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right. We just the other day watched a movie from 2002, somewhere around there. That's not a Disney uh, Channel original movie, not even a Disney movie. And we were like hyped to watch it when we like were scrolling through Netflix and found it. Uh, and then we watched it. And we were like. Mm-hmm. Not as good as what we would have pegged it. I think we got kind of our assessment. Are you not? Are you not going to reveal the title of this said movie? I know what the title is. I wasn't going to, but our listeners need to know. So we watched. We, well, you can. We you watched can the movie Big Fat it. Liar. Um, not hold up. Yeah, and so I think that's no. a good point, though, Andrew, because we watched it because we remembered really liking it. And then we watched yeah. it as adults and we were like, yeah. eh, there, there are some enjoyable moments, but as a whole, the movie was not as high quality or as good of a moral lesson as I remembered. It was definitely, I, we even said this when we were done. I was like, again, we don't have children currently, but I was like, when we do have kids, I don't think I'm going to let them watch this movie. Cause it's like, has a terrible lesson. <laughs> it's like all about revenge. And like that revenge is great and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we could do a whole separate podcast. Oh my god! Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> so your future children will not be allowed to watch Big Fat Liar, but they will be forced forced to be to to watch Kim Possible, <laughs> so the drama. Yes. I'm. I'm going to give them a choice between Big Fat Liar and Blank Check and say, you have to watch one of these. Wow. Ew, why would you do Jeez. that? Uh, you know, just to see just to what happens. to be a dad. What do they choose? Of a child that will say, my also dad made a, me watch. Also a terrorist. <laughs> blank Check is also very bad. As long as you pause it like every 30 seconds and be like, let's discuss why this was a poor choice on the part of Frankie Muniz, yeah, then I think uh, it's sure. fine. We'll start a podcast with We'll just do a yeah. podcast. Well, honestly, you could, I mean, if you showed your kids that movie early enough, they'd be so scarred by Blue, Paul Giamatti. Right? That, like, they would just yeah. shoot that movie entirely and be like, nope, sorry, bye, forever. <laughs> Probably true. Okay, well, I think I think we covered it pretty well. Oh, yeah. So, Any other? Yeah, you're welcome, points? listeners, for that bonus content about Big Fat Liar. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We're going to save it for our Patreon subscribers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, bonus. <laughs> but, yeah. In- you only get it if you give us money. In conclusion, this was a really fun episode. Thank you guys for letting me join you in your void to thanks for being our first guest you are so welcome i really enjoyed watching this like i said i think it's just such a such an interesting series and movie that really like 
promotes girl power and promotes, you know, feminine feminism in a time when that wasn't really that hadn't really fully caught on yet. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that we got to visit this girl power. Um, so Danielle, we end each episode with a segment that we recently started calling the RQ. Okay. Um, so we like to ask if there's anything else that you're watching, reading, art of any kind that you're consuming that you would recommend or just generally have thoughts about. All right. Do you want me to go first or? Please do. Okay. So if you are a fan of Kim Possible and like kind of that high school drama kind of stuff, but you're an older human now and not a child, I would <laughs> highly recommend I've been um, audiobook listening to One of Us is Lying. Um, oh, gosh, I don't remember who the author is. Hang on. Let me. Oh, wait. No, I can't minimize the app or else it'll stop recording. Anyway, it's called One of Us is Lying. And then the sequel is called One of Us is Next. Um, and they are like murder mysteries that happen in high school and each chapter is narrated by like a different high school student. And so the whole time you're reading it, you're like, Ooh, like, who is it? Like, it's, it's very much like a whodunit. It's just really a lot of fun. So I highly recommend those. Hmm. I'm digging it. That's my early language. Yes. Amanda. Um, I don't think that this is what I said was on my queue last time. I'm pretty sure. Um, the past month, I okay. have um, started rereading the Harry Potter books. Um, I read them for the first um, after my first semester of college, and then watched all the watched the uh, the goals. Shout out to those! Um, <laughs> and mm. recently, have gotten hooked on this podcast called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Um, every episode. Oh my gosh, I know about that. It sounds so interesting. It's a really, really good, just like well done, very well structured, and just very like gentle and kind and nostalgic podcast. Um, so every episode, I mean, they're they're succinct episodes, like twenty five minutes. They go through a chapter um, and read it through a particular theme. So like. Um, generosity and betrayal and expectation and things like that. Um, And they do, they read it or they use different sacred text practices that you might use to read the Torah or the Bible or the Quran or whatever. Um, And so they'll like break down the passage um, in different ways each time. Um, And it's just really sweet and beautiful. And, um, and so I'm going back through and reading the books. I'm I'm only on Chamber of Secrets one but i'm um trying to read the book and then listen to the mm. season of the podcast so it's side by side and i like remember Ooh. it's fresh enough in my brain that yeah that's uh, really cool um so a little bit of nostalgia and if if you're listening to this and you haven't read harry potter i don't, I don't really know what you're waiting for because you know yeah you're you're late you guys get on the train it's time andrew mm-hmm. yes um so let's say you did a podcast, Danielle, you did a book. You don't read books anyway. Um, we just, I know how to read <laughs> and you can't prove otherwise. Um, we just finished watching a show uh, called yes. Sunnyside, um, which is uh, only has one season out right now. I did not look up to see if they got picked up for a second season or not. Um, but it stars Cal Penn, 
um, as this disgraced um, city councilman. And he like had some like viral moment when he um, like embarrassed himself. And so now he has nothing to do. And so he starts doing like odd jobs and he ends up sort of teaching this citizenship class um, to like five or six um, immigrants. Um, and it's, it's hilarious, but also very heartfelt. Um, the, the twins in the show are the funniest characters I've seen in since, a TV show. Since John Ralphio Saperstein. Really I'll say it. I said it. The funniest characters since John Ralphio Saperstein. <laughs> I would, and like you, I think both of you know how much I love Ben Schwartz. I would say that these are funnier characters than John Ralphio. Um, but also on the other end of that is so like, like I said, like heartfelt and like has a lot of like America is great, but we need to work together and we need to like lift up those of us that um, are struggling. Uh, it's, it's just, it's all around good. And I really hope it has or will get picked up for another season. I remember before we watched it, I listened to an interview with Cal Penn and he mentioned that they had one of the most diverse or maybe the most diverse writers rooms in um, all of TV right now. So like it's a very, very diverse story. Very good. Yeah, worth supporting. Like it a lot. I like that. Yeah. Well, friends listening to us um, should subscribe and review and share i forgot to do this last time mm-hmm. and as soon as we finished recording i was like oh we probably should have done our little shameless plug section <laughs> that's okay. yeah that's okay i've also found out recently that um, anchor has an option to have your listeners add voice Ooh. messages uh, put the link for that in our in the description so yeah. if you want to like respond to anything we've been saying or ask us a good question or whatever go ahead and do that and we will possibly feature you and no mom episode. this does not uh, mean you can call and leave me lengthy voicemails like you do on my phone i literally was about to say now my mom can can directly <laughs> and reply to the podcast we have we both have voice. very supportive moms we who do. really like to leave long voicemails we really do we love them <laughs> called out so you can definitely do that and you can find us on uh, a more expanding list of platforms now I think we're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Play Podcasts very specific niche platforms I mean it's uh, all all the good things more and more every every month we're everywhere you look possibly Everywhere you look. <laughs> I'm Danielle. I'm Andrew. And I'm Amanda. You bought mine. Can't.